Welcome Builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, builders. It is great to have you on the Build Your Success Podcast today. This is a community of leaders building leaders. It is great to have a special guest today, Rhea Story, to discuss self-confidence and situational confidence. Rhea is a motivational leadership speaker, a TEDx speaker, and the author of 11 books, including Leadership Gems for Women. Rhea has nearly 20 years of experience in leadership and management, including more than 10 years in administrative health care, working as the director of compliance for a large healthcare organization. Rhea is a certified leadership speaker and trainer. Rhea founded Fearfully and Wonderfully Me, empowering women to become the leaders that they are destined to be. Rhea shares powerful leadership principles and tools of transformation from her journey to equip and empower women, helping them maximize their potential in life. She and her husband, Max Story, travel the country speaking and training, and I consider them friends and mentors. Welcome, Rhea. Good morning, Brian. Thanks so much for having me today. Oh, it is great to have you, and thanks for everything you and Mac are doing for our community of leadership and just pouring into others and, and the Blue Collar Workforce, which I'm a member of. Uh, you guys just do a great, great thing out there for everyone, and thanks for everything you're doing. No, absolutely. We consider it a privilege. Absolutely. So we're here today to discuss self-confidence and situational confidence. And when I asked you to be a guest on the podcast, you, you told me this topic and you started telling me about it. And I'm really excited to get into how we can use these two things and, and the contra contrast between them. I think most of us know the definition of self-confidence. Tell us about situational confidence. Sure. Uh, you know, I think that to really truly understand self-confidence, we have to understand how and where self-confidence applies. And it's definitely different in given situations. So I like to define them both so that we can really understand them um, clearly. Self-confidence, uh, as you said, is pretty commonly known, but, but I like to say that it's a conviction of our values and our core beliefs. And those are enhanced by experience and and lessons that we've learned through life, both successes and failures. But, but that's who we are as a person, right? Our self-confidence is directly stemmed or built from our values and what makes us who we are. So, and that's developed over time. You know, as we grow through our leadership journey um, and we really identify what's most important, what are our leadership values, that really contributes and helps develop our self-confidence because that comes down to our character. Self-confidence is really our character growth, and that's how we develop self-confidence, growing our character. Now, situational confidence is certainty in the outcome of a situation that's enhanced by your knowledge or skills or ability. So in other words, Brian, you don't want me to do heart surgery on you, right? You wouldn't have any confidence in me and my skills in that situation. You shouldn't. I'm not a heart surgeon. But who I am and my values as a leader, as a person, wouldn't change whether we are 
you know, meeting at a, at a restaurant to talk about leadership or whether we are walking into an operating room to, to talk about leadership, right? So who we are as a person doesn't change from situation to situation. It will gradually change over time by developing our character, but situational confidence changes based on the situation. So it's very dynamic. You won't always have uh, situational confidence. There are times when you try something new or learn something new. Maybe you start a new job and you don't have experience in that field. And so you won't have a lot of situational confidence. Um, but you may have self-confidence because it's based on your character. So does that, does that really break down situational confidence for you? I can dig deeper into that. Well, it does, and uh, I appreciate you defining both of them because – you know, this conviction of values for our self-confidence, who we are, and, and just, you know, like, as you stated, that's going to be the same no matter what situation we're in. But then the situational confidence, just to reiterate what you said, changes based on the situation and your experience. You know, when we first started talking about this, when we, when we met in person, I, I just love the idea and, and the thought process of thinking about this. And, you know, it gets awkward when you don't have that situational confidence. And I think too often some people err when they try to convey confidence in something that they don't have situational experience with. So how can we use self-confidence in our everyday lives? Um, you know, I really think self-confidence is the foundation on which very successful leaders build their influence. And just like any building, right, if the foundation is weak, the structure will collapse. So how we can use confidence is, you know, letting it send an unspoken message of experience and, and certainty and, and strength, not in knowing all the details or having all of the answers, but confidence in who I am as a person, right, who I am as a leader, how I'm going to show up um, when things go wrong or when things go bad, right? That's our values and our character and saying, you know, as a leader, even when things are going badly, I, you know, I know that as a leader, I should accept the responsibility for improving the situation, accept the responsibility for improving my team. And so that's really how it shows up, especially in a leadership role. Um, Vince Lombardi said, confidence is contagious. And so is lack of confidence. And I think this is critical for us as leaders to really think about our team looks up to us as the leader. And if they feel we are not confident in who we are and our leadership role, it's going to be tougher for them to trust us. It's going to be more difficult for them to follow us. Now, they absolutely will know that we don't have the answers all the time or that we're not perfect. We do have flaws, certainly. But as you, as you talked about, you know, there are going to be situations that we show up and we don't have all the answers. Our character really gives us the, the confidence in, in saying, hey, I don't have to have all the answers. But the value as a leader is I can bring the strength of the team and bring that team together. But I've got to have confidence and security in who I am without appearing to be arrogant and without presenting a false sense of, um, always, you know, not having, not making mistakes or always having the answers because none of us do, you know, we're all, we're all human. Um, and so it's really, really critical to be authentic in a leadership role, but we can only be authentic when we are confident in who we are. Wow. That's great, Rhea. 
that you know that that who we are, and then you said how I'm going to show up. We can be consistent with that, and showing up even when we don't have the answer, but knowing we are confident enough to go get the answer or find someone that has the answer. You know, not being this this overconfidence. Uh, that you just make up an answer, you know, I've, I've seen that done before. That's not the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You, you said accepting responsibility. Uh, I love that with this, this who I am and how I'm going to show up and accepting the responsibility. And, and, and for our listeners, I hope you've got a pen and paper or if you're driving back up to this and re-listen to this, confidence is contagious and so is the lack of confidence by Vince Lombardi. That is a great quote. That's going to go in my uh, quotations file. Uh, and, and being authentic, you know, that's missing in a lot of places today, being authentic, just being who you really are and not carrying an air about you that's false. We need this character. That You know, that, of course, that's what Mac and I talked about on the podcast was character. So important in today's environment with, with all this technology and ways to – convey yourself you still need to be authentic that's great mm. thanks for sharing that with us uh sure so how can, absolutely how can, how can we use situational confidence to improve our success um you know really we have to develop our situational confidence because we you know again we won't always um have it but situational confidence is, is certainty in the outcome of the situation so how we can use it to be successful, number one is defining those areas or situations where we are strong. Um, I like to, uh, you know, many years ago, but way back when, I should say, um, I attended a, a class or, or something like that, and the whole concept of the class was being well-rounded, right? And, and it's almost a cliche that we talk about, well, if you're strong in one area, make sure that you're developing your weak areas so that you can be well-rounded as a leader, as a person. But but I think that that's not a great analogy because when it comes to character, we absolutely should develop our weaknesses because those weaknesses of character hold us back, right? If I If I have a problem when I make a commitment but I don't keep it, that's a character weakness. And so I should work on that because that's holding me back in my relationships. It's holding me back in my leadership. So definitely weaknesses of character we absolutely should work on. But we should work on developing areas of strength because that helps our situational confidence and helps us be more successful. If I am skilled at doing math, for example, I want to to sharpen that skill because I can be very good. I can be excellent in that area. But if I'm not any good at math, and I pour thousands and thousands of hours into trying to work on math, but I'm not naturally gifted there, I'm never going to be anything more than mediocre in math. And math is not a strength for me. But but a lot of times we we hear to work on our weaknesses, work on our weaknesses. And so we pick something that we're not strong in um, in terms of capabilities or, or knowledge or situational confidence. But we will never shine brightly like a star in that area. So I think we use the term wrong. Absolutely, we should work on weaknesses um, of character. But to be more successful, we need to be better than average. We need to be better than mediocre. So we need to focus on knowing 
number one, where our strengths and our situational confidence is. Um, you know, I used the, the heart surgeon uh, analogy earlier. I absolutely know that that is not a strength of mine. And so I don't need to develop time and energy in improving that situational confidence. So that's first, first and foremost, knowing where our strengths are in terms of competency and skills. And then number two, develop them. Pick, you know, don't try to develop everything, but choose one or two that you really, number one, you're excited about and enthusiastic about, but also, you know, choose a focus area because we can't, you know, there's, there's only a limited amount of time that we can devote to improving our skills. So we want to pick a couple of areas, a couple of key areas that we have a natural talent or gift at, and then make sure that we're developing those regularly, consistently. Um, you know, it's a personal growth plan uh, for developing our competencies, and that will help us be more successful because it's knowing where our strengths are and developing them relative to competency. Great again. So uh, develop the areas of strength, sharpen those skills, these natural abilities that we have, working on those and not, not focusing so much. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Character, I think we should all have character, and we can develop that. But our strengths, as you alluded to, your, your math, I'm not great at math either. If, if we focused our attention on getting better at math, we wouldn't be speaking and training people and leaning into people and using these skills that we have and that we have competence in. Uh, we, we would be kind of dying on the vine trying to do something we're, we're, that's not our strength when we could just pull someone else in to help us with, with those things that, that we, are not our strengths. So that that's awesome. Mm. And they may have the situational competence for whatever you lack. So So this whole network of help and people – we can't do this all ourselves. It's impossible, but we can do what we're strong at. That, that's what we can bring to the table. So that, that's great. Absolutely. So I think you've alluded to it, but it's a question here I wanted to ask, and so maybe we can dig a little deeper. In it. Are there times when we overuse confidence? Mm, absolutely. Um, and, you know, we, we, when we overuse confidence, it becomes a weakness. So – Typically what happens is that when we are good at something and, and we're confident in that area, one reason um, is because we don't like the opposite. I've heard someone say, and I forget who, that, you know, for example, if we have a strength in one area, it's almost as though we have an allergy to the opposite. So, for example, if I'm a good planner, I, I almost have an allergy to not planning anything or situations there where there aren't any plans, right? It's, it's like, because I have a strength in planning, I want to plan everything to the last detail because I, I almost am allergic to situations where nothing is planned, right? So what happens is that when we have that dislike for something like that, we overcompensate by planning too much. And, and there again, you know, whatever your strength is, you could apply that same analogy to it. So, and, and I do love to plan. I, you know, I love to plan and organize. And, uh, you know, if we're going on vacation in two months, I got a list already. You know, I'm planning way ahead. And that can be a strength. Um, if you're going on vacation with me, trust me, I've got the ponchos and the sunblock and, and everything, right? 
But where it can get me in trouble is that because I like to plan everything, I'm almost resistant to spontaneity, right? I, I want to plan for it. And if it's not planned and it's not in the plan, I almost just push back and say, no, there's no room for spontaneity. Well, that can be a weakness, right? Um, as leaders, we have to be flexible. And so if we're overcompensating in our strength and our confidence, we, we tend to, number one, we miss out on opportunities. But number two, we will push people away. You know, who we are is, uh, I think it's Maxwell, John Maxwell, who says, who we are is who we attract. And so we have to be careful as leaders that if we have a strength in one area, we are balancing out that strength and also our weaknesses by looking intentionally for people who are strong where we're not. Because we have a natural bias, you know, to attracting people who are like us. But that's not the best um, skill set for the team. If you get everybody who's strong in one area and weak in another, you end up with um, not as great of a team because you're missing some strengths. So we just have to be cautious of that uh, that natural bias in ourselves. Yeah. Well, thanks for that, Rhea. That's uh, I got so many directions I could go. We could be on this thing for an hour. So that's, uh, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I I I have a, a, a plan seminar I do and I and it's the acronym plan P L A N purpose link action and negotiate but but I use in that an illustration uh as a young supervisor on construction jobs there was this you know job can last 6 months and you don't know when you can take a day off and when we get to the punch list I felt I could leave the job in capable hands with a supervisor that, that worked for me and take a vacation. And I'd tell my wife on Thursday afternoon, hey, we're at punch list. We're going on vacation. And she's the planner. And I'm the spontaneity mm -hmm. kind of guy. And, and we had to come to a <laughs> compromise where, you know what, I want – we have four children. So so to, to pack four children overnight and be ready for a week vacation, <laughs> it's difficult. And so we had yeah. to come to a compromise where there had to be some sort of plan and I even had to realize I don't have to be at the job site all the time. I can make a plan to take a week off and plan for that so my absence isn't missed. But also I can give my wife the time to plan and we can have an enjoyable – and I'll tell you, you know, we've, we've had 20 vacations since that time frame, and uh, the planning does definitely help. Now, I, like you suggested, leave some time for that, that spontaneity. So you, if you see something that is not on the plan but it would be – having enjoyment doing, then you have time for that too. So coupled together, the, the planning and the spontaneity, and, and, and as you alluded to, we can, we don't necessarily have to balance ourselves. We can balance each other, and that's mm. just great. That, that's to that team building, knowing your place on the team, and, and knowing what their situational competence is, what, what they bring to the table, recognizing and developing that. Wow, are you good? Good stuff. This is a great podcast on self confidence and situational confidence. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our listeners today about this topic? Um, I'd just love to leave you with a quote. Um, Nicole Scherzinger noted that confidence comes with maturity and being more accepting of yourself. And to me, that is so true and so powerful because. You know, it, as we grow and mature and develop our character, we become, you know, accepting of who we are, but, but
but committed to improving it. Uh, Michael Josephson said, you don't have to be sick to get better. And I think that's really important for us as leaders is realizing that there's nothing wrong with us, um, but we don't have to be sick to be imp- improving ourselves. We don't have to be sick to get better. And that's, that's what leads to our character growth. That's great. Rhea, I knew you'd be a great guest today, uh, always thinking, always leading. Uh, you're, you're doing a wonderful job. I appreciate what you and Mac are doing. Thanks for joining us today. How can our listeners get in contact with you? Uh, you, Brian, it's easy. Just um, if you're on social media, I'm on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram. You can find me just by searching Rhea's story. But really the best way to get in touch with me is just through my website, um, riastory.com. So that's R-I-A-S-T-O-R-Y.com. And you can find contact information or any, any of my books or programs, anything like that on the website. That's great. I'll actually put that in the description for our listeners on the, on the podcast. So in the, in the description, we'll have Rhea's website that you can click on. Listeners, I'm grateful to have had you listen to the Build Your Success podcast today. Rhea has been a wonderful guest. Please subscribe to the podcast. Give us an honest rating and review and share this podcast with others. I know others could understand how to better use their self-confidence and to develop their situational confidence. Thank you, and remember to build yourself and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.